danger ever. It's the Danger Hour, and I'm your fancy pants host, Jamesy Poo. <laughs> How's everyone doing? James, why do you ask people questions as if they can answer you? Oh, uh, here we go. Why do you take everything so literally? Just relax. It's just a friendly gesture. Nobody really means it when they say that. Suppose you're walking in the street and a stranger tells you, Hi, how you doing? They don't really want to know how you're doing. Could you imagine? Yeah, I woke up hungover. I had the shits. Uh, too much uh, too much salsa last night with dinner. And then I had a lot of traffic and I was late to work this morning. And then uh, I really had a whole bunch of paperwork to do that I forgot about. So really not, not, not very good. Not, not a good day so far. What is a person going to say? Gee, uh, sorry to hear that, fella. I don't fucking care. Or maybe they just kept walking down the street and you've been talking to yourself this whole time. Nobody cares. It's just a formality. James, are you, are you really still talking about this? Yeah, you're right. I know. I, I'm kind of out of it. You know, you know, I've been pretty tired as of late. Oh, why, James? I'm sure the, the reason is fascinating. And we'd love to hear about it, James. I, I'm speaking for the audience. Oh, gee. Okay. All right. Y- you're laying it on real thick. I like it thick, James. Oh, I know. James, what? What are you implying? Oh, nothing. Nothing at all. But you know. Uh, anyway, I've been very tired. You know what I have a stupid fucking bad habit of? Well, going to bed late, of course. But then, usually on the weekends, I make up for it, right? During the whole week, I'm dragging ass. But then that glorious Saturday comes along. And I get to sleep in, everybody, and recharge my precious batteries. But what happens? Uh-oh. Surprise, you have a travel baseball game to go to. And the game starts at 8 o'clock. That's not so bad, James. Yeah, but they have to be there at 7 a.m. for warm-ups. And guess what? It's usually about 40 minutes away. So we got to wake up like around, what, 5.30? No sleeping in for this guy. So what happens is I just continue my process of sleepiness. And then by the next week... I'm totally burned out. And then I, I fuel myself with chemicals. Oh my God, James. Cocaine? Uh, no, I haven't got there. I mean, my job does randomly drug tests, so that's off the table. But if it was on the table, it'd be cut up in nice, perfect little lines. Oh my God, James. You're a delinquent. No, I've, I've never really done cocaine. Well, I, I kind of did cocaine. But it wasn't, it, it was against my will. That's what they all say, James. Oh, that's not mine, officer. It's my friend's. I'm holding it for him. No, no, no. That's not the kind of thing that's happening. But it, in fact, was my friend. I think I've mentioned this story before, but uh, in the interest of making the show an hour, I'll tell it again. I was once in TJ for a, a, a bit of a celebration. I had a friend that was, it was his birthday. 
and the plan was to go to the San Diego Air Show, right? Which we went to. And it was really fucking cool. That was my first time going to the air show. And we're talking like the Harrier jump jet, you know, that jet that like can lift off from a standstill and just kind of hover up above the ground with its impressive, powerful jets. And it kind of lifts up and then it can turn. It's really sick. And all the rest, the F-18, all the Hornets and all that shit. Is that the same one? F-18 Hornet? Eagle? Falcon? Some kind of, some kind of furious bird name. Scary flying things. And then, of course, there's the Blue Angels. If you've never seen the Blue Angels. Holy shit, are they impressive. Those are those aerial combat dudes. You know, they all fly in unison and flips and twirls and all that. It's pretty fucking cool. So anyway, anyway, my first time at the air show, and I was thoroughly impressed. I was enjoying myself. And to add to all the excitement was lots and lots of beer. Mm Mm-hmm. You can get these big-ass glasses of cups of beer. You're walking around looking at all the cool jets. And uh, you get to sit in some of them. Get up close and look at them. So the whole day of drinking and fun. It's pretty damn cool. And then all of a sudden, it's like, all right, let's go on down to TJ, fellas. So we pile in the car. Now, what uh, I wasn't planning on was sitting in a long, slow line of traffic to get into Mexico. Now... I never really been to Mexico like that with some friends, but, uh, you know, I had no idea that that was coming. So a lot of beer and a long drive or a long, long line to sit in is not a good combination. So I had a piece so bad and someone had an empty Gatorade bottle and I get the Gatorade bottle and I'm like, and someone goes like, dude, if you got to go just piss in that thing. Cause you know, there's no, we can't go anywhere. We're stuck in this line. So I'm like, God damn it. So then I'm sitting there and I'm like, I really don't want to piss in this thing because the car is like full of guys. (laughs) And so I have the idea of like, I'm going to test these guys and see if I can get away with this. So I act like I'm kind of like off to the side and I just start going, no one's watching me. Everyone's, you know, looking out the window and listening to music. And I just go, oh, and right when I do that, my friend's eyes quickly look into my crotch and I go, fuck, what are you doing? What? What? I, I knew you weren't doing it. I'm like, it doesn't matter, dude. That was a test, and you failed. Now I can't pee for real. You're looking to look at me. No, I won't do it. I'm like, ah, I can't, I can't. I just can't do it. So I held it, and I was squirming and pinching, and I was in agony. We finally get into TJ, and it's dark. We're driving down the street, and I'm like, dude, come on, go somewhere, please. And I'm begging, and they're like, oh, we're gonna, here's the parking lot we're going to park in. So he's going in this parking complex and it's going in circles. We're driving up and up and it's going in spins and spins. And we finally stopped the car and I'm fucking dying. I can't wait anymore. I run out of the car and I go behind one of those twirly loopy things. And I'm like, I just unleash. Ah, I'm pissing in the corner and it's a monstrous, powerful. Oh, it's fucking impressive. The stream that's coming out of me. You should hear it. You should have seen it and heard it. And then all of a sudden I hear I'm like, oh, fuck. Someone right behind me. And I just kind of glance over my shoulder, and there's a Mexican dude with a radio and his black security jacket. And I'm like, God damn it. The jig is up. I'm done. I'm going to fucking jail. And I've heard stories of Mexican jails, but I was a, and still am, an innocent young fella. And I was like, oh, here we go. Great. The whole weekend's ruined. I was like, well, I'm still going to keep going. I'm already busted. <laughs> Might as well keep going, not pinching it. So I let it all fly, and he's like, you know, waiting patiently. Do my little shaky shake. Turn around. 
I don't know. I don't know Spanish, so this is my impression. He's like telling me, like he's kind of, kind of like, "Come on, you're coming with me." And my friend quickly walks up, who knows Spanish, and at the time I don't know what he's saying, but he's what he told me later is he told the guy, "Hey, hey, uh, we're gonna be, we're gonna be parked over here. That's my car right over there, that blue one. We're gonna be hanging out tonight at uh, and going to your some of your establishments here. Would you do me a favor and watch my car, make sure no one messes with it?" And he, he pulls out a 20. He doesn't mention anything about me. doesn't say anything about, hey, hey I see that you, you uh, caught my friend pissing <laughs> on your Mexican soil. <laughs> Nothing about it. And the guy takes the 20 and he walks away. And we, he grab, like my buddy grabs my shoulder and he fuck, let's get out of here. And then they tell me, they inform me later of what just happened. It's like, dude, you're, you, were almost, you almost got fucked. And I'm like, literally? Uh, maybe, but maybe not. You, but you would have been in, put in jail. That's all they're about. He's shaking you down. So anyhow, that's the kind of night it was turning. That's a prelude of what's to come. So uh, long story short. Well, no, I can't shorten it now. I got to get to the good part. So we go to this bar and I get completely shit faced because it's like an open or, or bottle service. Uh, the friends we were with, I was a poor fucking douche. I was like, you know, I was barely 21. I didn't have any money. And they're all paying for it. So I'm taking advantage of my free drinks. Fuck yeah. I'm just getting shit faced. And they keep coming like you're like halfway done and they fill your shit back up to the top. Nonstop, never ending drinks. And I'm done. Like I said, I'm a 21 year old moron and I'm so shit faced. And I start to take a walk looking for a friend of mine. And just to get away from that area and like, you know, not sit down anymore, like walk around. And. I can't find my buddy. It's a packed house. And uh, I happen to stop at the top of these steps. And I look up and I see this really, really hot chick. Like, uh, what do you call those girls? Like, uh, uh, come on. Come on, hamster. Get turning. Go-go dancer. Is that what they're called? The girls that stand up like on a little stage and like a little cagey thing. And they start dancing and they're wearing little short shorts and like a bra and stuff. Uh, that kind of girl. And she was smoking. Now, look, this is before my... Uh, I, already, <laughs> I already had my wife as a girlfriend. So, God damn it. Can't get out of that one. Yeah, but I'm a, I'm oogling this girl. Like, oh, look at this girl. And I'm staring at her. And I'm so shit-faced that I pass out on that step while I'm staring at her. I'm passed out sitting up. And the next thing I know, I feel like a slap on my shoulder. I'm like, oh, no, here we go again. <laughs> There's another security guard. And it's my buddy like, there you are. What the fuck? Where you been? And I'm like, oh, I've been here the whole time. They're laughing at me like, look, come on, we're leaving. We take off. We go to this hotel room and there's a bunch of dudes. We're all sitting in the or, you know, I'm on the bed with like two other guys. We're laying down watching TV. Uh, these other dudes are in the corner and, and most of these guys, I don't really know them. They're friends of friends and they pull out a sack of cocaine. I'm like, oh, here we go. Now the party's getting started, right? Uh, but not for me. Uh, I'm not about that life. So I'm just sitting there watching TV falling in and out of consciousness because i'm so fucking drunk still and i just kind of look up and i see guys like sniffing lines is that the, is that the proper terminology hey man you're sniffing lines <laughs> doing rails uh so anyway i wind up passing out and i'm awoken by a dirty fucking finger in my mouth oh my god james are you sure it was a finger Ah, uh, well, you know, I really can't be sure about that. Oh, my God, James. 
Maybe it wasn't a finger at all, James. Maybe it was a finger like appendage, James. <laughs> oh, man. I've never seen you so excited. I can't help myself, James. Oh, the possibilities. No, there's really just one possibility you're thinking of. But no, that's not what it was. Because in fact, I know it was a finger. I was just fooling about. Because these crazy instincts kicked in. Because when I felt that thing in my mouth, I immediately woke up and my fucking hand grabbed this dude's wrist. The guy, the guy's wrist who had his finger in my mouth. And I quickly grabbed it in the look of shock and surprise on his face. Like, holy fuck, he busted me. And I, didn't, I did not expect his reflexes to be that fast. And it was, in fact, the huge surprised eyeballs of one of my good friends. And he's like, ah. Oh. And, and all of a sudden, the erupt, eruption of laughter throughout the hotel room broke out. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? I'm like, and he's like laughing. Like he's so fucking ecstatic and excited. And I throw his hand away from me. And I go, what the, what the fuck did you put in my mouth? And then, it, it, dude, it tasted like somebody was out in a field working with hand, like a pickaxe, <laughs> digging holes out all day long and didn't take a break and didn't wash their hands. That's what it tasted like. But later on, after we were all, after everyone's like done laughing at me and everyone's like, all right, let's go guys. Come on. Let's get the fuck out of here. We're walking down the hallway and we get it. We pile into a, a taxi van and I go, dude, I tell one of my, my buddies, I'm like, what the fuck? Just, what was that about? Cause nobody would talk to me. They would just start, we're going to be laughing every time I asked my friends like, dude, your, uh, our buddy licked his finger and then dabbed the fuck out of it in a pile of cocaine and then shoved it in your mouth. <laughs> While you were asleep on the bed. And I'm like, motherfucker. And uh, I never really, I mean, I definitely wasn't asleep anymore. So <laughs> I wasn't passing out. So maybe it worked, I guess. But I didn't feel any crazy, any crazy weirdness or anything. So, uh, but my mouth was a little bit numb. But um, yeah, it definitely woke me up. <laughs> But I didn't feel no rush of craziness or anything like that or euphoria or whatever the fuck there is. So, wow. Yeah, I did not <laughs> did not expect to explore that story once you get on this podcast. But uh, if that was your first time hearing it, there you go. Oh, wait, but it doesn't even end there. It doesn't end there. We get uh, sorry. I got to tell you the rest of this one. But wait, there's more. So as we're driving in that taxi van, there's like a fuckload of us all piled in. I think there's like eight. Maybe there's even two taxi vans. It was a long time ago. We're talking like fucking 16, 17 years ago, whatever it is. Um, there was a, a lot of us. And like I said, I only knew, I think, four people. So I asked my buddy, I'm like, hey, where are we going? And he's like, I don't know, man. We're just, we're just going with the flow. And we pull up to this building and we all get out. And it's, <laughs> you guessed it, it's a whorehouse. I think it's some famous one from what I've heard. So we all walk in and I don't know, like I've never been to a whorehouse and I don't know what to expect, but I'm like, all right, well, I'm always up for a new experience. <laughs> we walk in and uh, we all take a seat on this long bench thing. And I'm not participating and neither are uh, most of us. <clears throat> but there's a handful of dudes that, uh, that are standing up like ready to go. And here they come, man. A line of chicks come out. And dude, when I say most of them were fucking hot as shit. Believe me, I have pretty good taste, and I can assure you, oh, mama, boy, oh, boy. 
So right away, this dude takes, like, he picks one of his choosing, and they walk off. <laughs> and they walk on down the hall. And they come to a door. And they look inside. Father. Yes, son. I'm going to kill you. Mother. I want to. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. And then one of the other guys, he takes two with him. I'm like, well, this guy's got ambition. And they walk on down the hall. So uh not not very long later, I'm sitting, you know, we're sitting down. I think we even got a cocktail. We're just bullshitting. Like maybe a beer, I forgot. And we're just like kind of bullshitting. And uh the re- the remain remainder of us. And and suddenly, not too long later, hey, someone comes out. We gotta go. We gotta go. Now, 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 come on, come on, come on. It's like, okay. We we quickly get outside, we pile into it, that same taxi van, tell talk to him in Spanish, we're speeding away. And I'm like, now what the fuck is going on now? And it's like, oh, one of the guys was trying to score coke inside there, and they fucking ratted on us, so we had to leave. <laughs> uh, and that concludes my TJ um, birthday celebration story. So there you have it. <laughs> so speaking of having good times with friends. Oh, my God, James. What a great segue. <laughs> well, thanks for noticing. I had to cancel my game, my golfing game with Lido, and uh, what was it going to go? I had a foursome going, and I had to cancel it, because I totally, (laughs) hold on, please stand by for a breaking father of the year announcement. I, I set up my golfing, my golfing date on the same day that my daughter was graduating. You can't make this stuff up, folks. So I informed the wife. Oh, just to let you know, uh, I'm going. I'm going golfing with the boys on Monday morning. What? No, you're not. Your daughter is graduating. I can't believe you. How can you forget? I already told you a couple times. Like fuck, dude. I don't remember all these things. On a related side note, I was in a major accident years ago, and ever since then, my brain doesn't work properly. I don't remember stuff. I'm telling you, it's true. I think I affected my, is what is it, short-term memory? Uh, a little bit of the long-term is ruined, too. So I think, uh, is there medium memory? I'm in between. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a mess, dude. I can't remember stuff, all right? Forgive me. Or not. I won't remember anyway. <laughs> so I had to cancel. My like, fuck. I, I was so excited, too. Anyway, so... Uh, this is what graduation was like in a pandemic, everybody. If you have little ones, you probably know all about it. But if you don't, sit back and let me educate you. It's fascinating. So our job was to uh, drive up and then <laughs> you... I have two kids, so I did, it, I did this twice. My daughter's was, was uh, you know, she's going to high school. Can you believe that shit? I'm, I, have a, I have a freshman in high school now. God damn it. Oh, the winds have changed. Yeah, dude, I'm, I've been out of high school for 20 years now. And I have a, now I have a freshman next year. It's insane to me. Time flies. If I could put time in a bottle, I'd tell you just what I would do. <laughs> Speaking of that, I, let me go out on the, let me pull the fucking car on another side road and go on a different journey. I'll be back up on the road again. But I had a five-hour energy, so my brain's firing like crazy. So my dad would be like, 
hey, uh, you want to go fishing next weekend? And I'll be like, oh, I can't. Uh, you know, the boy's got a baseball tournament or uh, I got to work or whatever. And he's like, ah, catch in the cradle. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> now, if you don't know the reference because you were born after 1968, let me uh, let me inform you here. That's uh, I think it's a Cat Stevens song. And uh, it goes, <laughs> and the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you're coming home, dad, I don't know when, but we'll get together then. You know we'll have a good time then. So the whole thing is the boy wants to spend time with his dad, and he keeps saying, oh, I can't, son. I'm busy. I'm busy. And then later on when his son gets older, now the father is an older man, and he wants, you know, now he has time. And now the kid has no time for his son. Oh, it's heartbreaking. So my dad will do that shit to me because when he was, uh, when he was, when I was young, he'd always be working fucking graveyard and always be sleeping and shit or whatever. And, uh, (laughs) I can't, I gotta work. Oh shit. So now, now I flipped the script on his ass, motherfucker. Now he's like, oh shit, cancel the cradle. (laughs) And, uh, I don't know. Maybe that's a little depressing, but it's also kind of funny. (laughs) Gee, I really got to, uh, evaluate my life now. Maybe that's why I've taken a real effort not to work so much. And also because I don't like to work. <laughs> uh, anyway, where was I going with this again? I told you I'd steer the car back in the main road. Hold on. Kids graduation. All right. Got it. So back in my day, I graduated like a normal person. I sat there amongst the hundreds of other students in my cap and gown and waited for my stupid name to be called so I could walk up there like a moron and get handed the fake paper. And then everyone like claps and depending on how popular you were, people went, ah! And then the embarrassing part is when you were like a nerd or had no friends and nobody would make a sound. It's like, oh, Jesus. James, are you speaking about your own personal experiences? Uh, no, I got some, I was like middle ways. I think I've always been middle ways. <laughs> Wasn't a big uh, eruption of laughter. I mean, <laughs> laughter. Yeah, that's what it was, laughter. There was no applause. I mean, there was screams and claps and shit, but it wasn't like a monstrous, huge thing like all the popular people. Keep telling yourself that, you loser. All right. All right. Go fuck yourself. So anyhow, this graduation, you, uh, you certainly got in a line, but it was a line of cars. And you drove, you're in their whole fucking line. And uh, my son's graduation was kind of depressing because you just drove by. He got out with a mask on, of course. Then they hand him his little packet of fucking certificates and awards and shit. And uh, then you walk on by. The teacher says, oh, it's been a pleasure. They hand you like a little goodie bag and you stand on, you stand by. One parent is allowed to get out. And you walk over to this thing like graduate or, or promotion or whatever the hell it says, 2021, class up. And you take a little picture and you just, all right, you're done. Keep keep going. Keep driving down the road. That's it. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so my daughter's was a little was a little better because uh, she's going to high school. They, they made a bigger deal out of it. So, And all the cars are all decorated with, with, uh, with balloons and banners and all this shit and People kind of got into it. It was it was a little. I mean, it was different. But as you're driving up to the school, they have like these loud, this music playing and blasting. And the cool thing was, dude, all the teachers were walking around the parking lot, looking at all the kids in the cars, and like, we got a bunch of teachers coming up to us. Oh, she was a pleasure to have in class. She, or, <laughs> but not really, right? 
she was a pleasure to look at on the computer. And, uh, you know, that same, that kind of shit. Oh, she was, she was an excellent student, always participating in this and this and that. But I guess they were also mainly talking about the, the, the years that they saw her, the year, couple of years before that in her middle school. But, uh, oh, yeah, she was a great student. We're excited to see what, what she holds in the future. All that, all that horse shit, right? Um, but she graduated with a fucking 4.0, man. Look at that. Oh, my God, James. I guess the apple falls very far from the tree, James. Then rolls down a hill and goes off a cliff. And then gets into a river, goes down the river for like miles, James, and then and then washes ashore, far, far away from, from the tree, James, because you're stupid. Oh, God. All right. Uh, well, you know, believe it or not, believe it or not, I graduated with, I think, like a 3.6, maybe even a 3.7, possibly a 3.8. I don't remember. But uh, I did go to Gate. Oh, my God, James. That, you just made that up. No one knows what that is. Uh, on the contrary. I did go to Gate in elementary, and that's gifted and talented education. <laughs> And as you can hear, I certainly did not fit in with that program. Now, you know what that gate program is all about? Like teaching you how to be smart. <laughs> because uh, I'll give you one quick example. You know, it's probably obvious now, but back in, back in them days, uh, they give you a picture of a big ass rectangle with a lot of boxes inside that rectangle with boxes overlapping other boxes. And it says, uh, will you tell me how many rectangles are in this image? And, you know, the regular dummy student would be like, I think there's about 20, 20 rectangles in that image. And it's like, on the contrary, dumb, dumb. You got to count the ones that overlap. Those make separate boxes. And there's little sections and grids that make other boxes. In fact, there's about 46 of them, uh, you know, that kind of shit. And then when I, when I was showed that, I was like, oh, wow. So they want us to give you the smart answer, and it kind of just makes you think, pun intended, out of the box. <sighs> wow. <laughs> it kind of just makes you look at uh, different situations from a different perspective and point of view and look at, analyze things differently. So yeah, I, I really think that was beneficial. Oh my God, James, this is not about you. Why did you make it about you, James? Uh, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Let's do all the things that you want to do. Uh, so, yeah, so my daughter's, there's a music bumping and shit. And it's like, a will celebrate good times. Come on. And then we drive up there. And then they're like, so once you come out and your daughter gets her certificates, you can go up there and, fo- and take photos. You can remove your masks. Okay. And we go up there and the teachers, they take the photos of us. And it's a, it's a nice, happy moment. And then they're like, all right, now uh, move on. <laughs> Keep driving. So in a way, it's fucking depressing and lame. But on the other hand, dude, it's so quick compared to a normal, boring-ass graduation that you really can't complain. So, uh, you know, there's that. But it sucks because you can't take photos with all the friends and all that shit because everyone's just driving out and driving down the road. Anyway. And there you have it. So now I have a middle schooler. And a high schooler next year. Oh, my Lord. Uh, and that night, we actually went to a Dodger game. Oh, yeah. It was the final night in the series of the Dodgers versus the Diamondbacks. And it was a complete sweep. That's right. The Dodgers won the game. But that's not why I bring it up. I bring it up for this reason. They announced, oh, we are now selling 
Tickets in the completely vaccinated area. That's right. No social distancing here, folks. Everyone can sit together and no masks. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So I'm like, all right. Oh, and they happen to be like 25% off or 40% off, whatever it was. So I looked at the, at the tickets. I'm like, oh, wow, I'll get some. These are pretty good tickets, I guess. And uh, I like the idea of not having to wear a mask and no one's fucking with you. So, uh, all right. So I purchased the four tickets and we get to the stadium. And I soon realized there's only one entrance for vaccinated section. And I parked on the opposite side <laughs> like a moron. So we had to take a long trek all the way to the other side. And we finally get there. Finally get there. And we're sweating. But we're excited. And we walk up. Now, to get into the fully vaccinated section, you have to show your fully vaccinated proof card bullshit, which we have. But the kids are not fully vaccinated. They're not vaccinated at all. And it says on the website, important. You may not enter the stadium unless you are fully vaccinated. If you have a child 16 years of age or younger, they must have a negative COVID test within the last 72 hours. I'm like, God damn it. So I told the wife all about it. And uh, we scheduled the test. She takes the kids two days before. They are negative. They get the emails. All the boxes are checked, boys and girls. We're all set to go. Now, upon arriving to the section, they go, all right, the, the vaccinated section. The entrance is right down there. You got to check in with that guy over there. He's going to then advise you to go over here to there. Then he's going to advise you. To, it's like, oh, okay, okay. So step one is that guy. So we go to this guy. All right, I just got to see your tickets, please. I show him on my phone. All right. You got four of them? Yep. Okay, perfect. Now go right down there to the... You know, like the, the the roped off fucking section. Do you go through there and you'll check in with those people? I'm like, all right. I check in with the lady. Okay, can I see one of your wrists, please? I kindly stick out my wrist and she places a neon wristband thingy, snaps it on there. Okay. Continue down the path, please. Okay. We go on. I'm like, I feel like I'm a cattle. Like you keep being sent to the next thing. We're walking through a little fucking spiral thing where there's no one even in line. We get to the main entrance. Okay, tickets please. Beep, 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 beep. Go right in. I'm like, dude, they never fucking asked for the vaccination card. They never asked for the COVID test. Like, what the fuck? It was all for nothing. It's a waste. Anybody can just come right in. Anybody can come in. Ridiculous and dumb and retarded and bullshit. All those things. But all right, now we're in and let's have some fun. We go, we sit down, and it does not take long at all for me to miss socially distant seating. <laughs> we're sitting by a bunch of fucking animals, man. Oh, shit, was it fucking horrible at first? Because I'm sober <laughs> and the sun's out still. Which is, it's not super hot. Um, but then, you know, all the people around. And there's a guy, and, and my son is sitting on the outside of me. And next to him is this complete fucking animal. He's this, this, this overweight Indian guy. I'm talking dot, not feather. And this dude can't seem 
to stop shoving shit in his face. And as he's doing it, he's just making crumbs. Like things are falling out of his mouth and it's fucking disgusting. And he's like taking drinks and he's like, (laughs) and shoving peanuts in his face and all the crumbs are falling over his fucking, oh, it's disgusting. And my son is looking at me like totally grossed out. He is not having a good time. And I'm, I find myself staring at this guy in disgust. Like I'm, I'm scowling like, and I tell myself, hey, dude, you, what are you doing? Stop, st- stop staring at this guy. <laughs> and then the people behind me are having like the most dumb bullshit conversation, right? And I'm just like, oh, God, this is, what it was. this is what it's like. I forgot what this was like. But before it seemed fun. Now it doesn't seem fun anymore. And the people in front of us are like a bunch of fucking bros. And like, ugh, ugh, ugh. But after the game, you know, after a couple innings into it, um, after I had a beer, we've got some food, the game's getting going. Then you kind of like forget about it on like, okay, all right, now, now the vibe's coming back. And uh, I switched with my son. I'm like, look, look, switch with me. I went to get it. Once I got a beer, I'm like, you can sit where I was sitting. Oh, no, no, no. You sit there. You sit there. You know, my kid has, has pretty good manners. He's very polite. So he doesn't want to put me out. I'm like, no, no, no. I go, look. You're not enjoying yourself. I'm like, I will, ha- I will enjoy myself if I know that you're enjoying yourself. You know, a real dad moment, right? My moment to shine. And it's true, though. I wasn't bullshitting them. Like, if I'm taking the kids to the game and they're fucking having a bad time, it's like, well, shit, man. I'm not going to enjoy this then if I know that my family's having fun. It costs a fuckload of money for them to be like, oh, I'm not this dumb. I don't want to be here. So I'll gladly take one for the team of six <laughs> to the crumb-making Indian animal. Which I did. And I could tell he was uncomfortable when I switched seats because, like, then he was like leaning away from me. But I'm like, yeah, yeah, you do that, you fuck. Lean over me and you make those crumbs fall on your lady friend. Yes, yes. In fact, he had a girlfriend with him or a wife or whoever she was. I actually did feel like leaning over and be like, hey, are you really, you really digging this guy? You really see something in this guy? And I look, <laughs> I lean over to my wife and I go, he must be rich. <laughs> But the story doesn't end there, folks. About halfway through the game, this fucking drunk asshole, cunt behind us, drops her michelada. All right? Drops it. The open cup michelada. Do you know what a michelada is? You know. And if you don't know, if you're not a drinker, it is a beer, usually a, like a modelo or a, eh, usually a modelo, I guess. And they pour like this fucking, chi- you know, I'm not even sure what it is. They pour uh, the, the, what, tomato sauce and like chili powder and shit in it. And uh, yeah, so they're, they're, they're something like that. I don't care for them. But she fucking drops it and it spills all over the back of me, my son, and it like my wife gets some of it too. But mostly me and my son. I'm like, oh my God. And we're wearing white Dodger, the jerseys, right? Like the uh, the button up, not legit jerseys, but you know. They're white. (laughs) And I was so fucking pissed. This bitch, okay, it's common courtesy, all right? Shit happens, fine. And she didn't even offer like, oh, I'm sorry, can I buy you a beer? Nothing like that. Just, It's just like a, oh, sorry. That's it. (laughs) And my wife's like, do you have a napkin at least? No, I don't. And some other chick, down the row like oh here you go i have some 
and we patted down as much as we could and, and cleaned the shit off. And I'm like, oh, I'm not doing this again. I'm not coming back to a live sporting event, which is bullshit. I will go back, but uh, you know. So later on, I had to. I, I had to. I was. I just started having fun with the whole day. Like, all right, this is ridiculous. Started drinking some more. Started shouting some more. Started cheering some more. Getting into the spirit. And this guy named Josh Reddick is now on the Diamondbacks. He was from the cheating Houston Astros. And uh, people are booing him. And at one point, I go, his name is Reddick, okay? I go, Red Dick! And the Indian guy slowly glances over at me and smiles and grins like he wants to, like, this kiddish-looking smile. And I look over at him. <laughs> this gross, fucking disgusting guy, but... The way he was smiling, I just started laughing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, all right. Um, anyway, and I start uh, cracking these peanut shells because I bought a package of peanuts. And my peanuts, when they're breaking, the fucking shells are flying. This girl has like this thick, thick-ass like uh, wavy hair in front of me. And she's like draping it over the back of her seat onto my section. And so when I'm cracking the peanuts, they're flying into her hair. And my son is dying laughing. And I'm fucking dying too. And she has no idea. And I keep cracking peanuts. I'm not doing it really on purpose. Although, sometimes I kind of am because it was fucking hilarious. And every time I'd crack the peanuts, they'd like the shells would, would fly into her hair. And I'm just making like this connection. She's like a spider web of fucking catching bugs that are my peanut shells. And then this dude next to her notices the shells in her hair. And he's like, oh, you got something in your hair. Doing it kind of like passive aggressive. Like, I know what you're up to, asshole. And she's like, oh, I do. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he starts like getting some of it out. And he's like, yeah, you got more back there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, the jig is up. And I look at her with the wife and my wife is pissed at me. And later on, after we came home, she's like, I can't believe you were doing that. That was so rude. I can't believe it. That's so embarrassing. I go, dude, I wasn't doing it on purpose, which I kind of was. I go, uh, you know, and I go, the kid was laughing his ass off. Like we got beer spilled on us. He had the fucking gross guy next to him spilling crumbs all over himself. I'm like, you know, I'm trying to like save the night. He was, I go, if you look back on the night, if you ask him what was his favorite part of the night, I guarantee you he would have said the fucking peanut shells in the girl's hair because he was laughing his ass off. And if I can give my son that moment, I, you're not going to take it away from me. And she kind of was like, it kind of actually worked. She was like, hmm. <laughs> it's like, we had to salvage the night, all right? I will not apologize for that. But uh, the other thing, the other highlight of the night is fucking uh, pool, pool horse. Pujols, he hit a fucking home run, his first home run with the Dodgers, and we witnessed it. Glorious. It was great. Still a fun experience. Uh, good times. There you go. A uh, couple things. Speaking of, speaking of my son, I got to tell you this story. One, because I think it's funny, and two, because maybe it can teach you something about teaching someone else a lesson. <laughs> if you got a son, at least. So... My son has this affliction where he's a nail biter. Now, I was a nail biter. My father before me was a nail biter. That's where I got it from. It's like this fucking thing that you pass on to your kids, and I can't stand it. I've always hated and despised it, but it was always so difficult for me to get over it. And my dad was always chewing on his nails. And, uh, you know, monkey see, monkey do. And as a kid, I would find myself doing it. And I, like I said, I always wanted to stop, but I always had trouble with it. But, you know, years ago, I finally got to stop. Like, I find, I don't even know how it happened, but I finally stopped. I'm like, all right, enough is a fuck enough. 
it's gross. It's disgusting habit. It's nasty looking. So I stopped. But you know, the damage is already done because my kid's doing it. I'm like, fuck. Great. So I've been I've been we've been on him for, for the last year over a year to get him to knock it off, right? And we've been trying different tactics. Like, hey, you know, he loved playing video games. So like, hey, if you don't stop biting your fucking nails, you're not gonna play. Dude, he didn't play for months because it didn't work. He kept doing it. And what else? You know, hey, you know, you're not going to be able to, to, to eat certain things because you don't stop biting your nails. Still didn't work. Like the habit was so strong. And finally, one day, uh-oh. <clears throat> one day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit had been throwing them away. So why steal them? Because some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money, that can be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. So one day, I heard this podcast. I forgot what podcast it was, but it was two guys. And one guy was saying how he was a big nail biter when he was, uh, as a young man. He was even in college. Now, he went away for college. And one day, he ran into this, or he was around this, like, really attractive chick. He said she was super hot. And he wasn't even paying attention. He was biting his nails, biting on his nails. And she goes, oh, you bite your nails? And he's like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess I do. And she goes, that's extremely unattractive. And the guy says, and from that fucking moment on, I, I quit cold turkey. I've never bit my nails ever again. And it worked. That was all it took. It was a super hot chick to tell him that. Now, I heard this story. And I'm like, wow, that's funny. Because I'd always tell my son, like, I go, dude, like you're not embarrassed for people to see your nails. And he's like, I don't care. Who cares? Like, really? It doesn't bother you? Like to know that people will be like, oh, look at his, oh, his nails are gross. He's like, so what? <laughs> so one day I'm taking him to baseball practice. It's just him and I. And I tell him the story I just told about the podcast story guy. And he just was quiet and I can see he was thinking. I go, yeah, so think about it. Just think about that. And dude, I'm not joking. Not long after, like another, like a week later, I hear my wife go, "Wow, Jacob, your nails are looking good." And I glance over, and they're they have they're growing. I'm like, "What the fuck?" It was because of that story, because of a young boy who's on his way to preteens. He's almost twelve, and the fact of girls being appalled by him. <laughs> The sexiness worked. That's right. The sexiness worked. Never underestimate. This is a weird thing to say about my 11-year-old, but hey, never underestimate the power of girls. That's all I'm going to say. It's a powerful thing. The attraction, the, the opposite sex is a powerful thing. It can work wonders, they say. <laughs> Or maybe my son is just very uh, suggestive because when, my, when he was young, we were trying to you know, potty train him. We had a little bit of difficulty with him. Not very much, but a little bit like my, uh, my Nino came over one, one day and uh, he goes, hey, so, and he's there. My, my son is there and he's, you know, I forget how old he was. He wasn't that old. He was, he was potty trained pretty quickly, but he was still able to understand everybody and stuff. And my, my Nino was over and he, my, he purposely goes, to me, hey, so uh, so how's uh, how's how's potty training going? And Jacob looks up like, oh, they're talking about me. And then I go, well, 
it's going okay. He's doing he's doing all right. He's uh, he's he's, he's kind of getting it, but uh, you know he has his moments. And then my Nino goes, "Well, did you guys hear? They quit making diapers." And I go, "What for real?" He goes, "Yeah, that's it." Do you have any diapers? And I go, well, yeah, just a few left in the box. Oh, wow. Yeah, because as soon as those are gone, that's it. Can't get any more. And dude, it fucking worked. Like, he quickly started snapping out of it because he thought that was it. No more diapers. He's going to have to shit in his pants. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know, man. Power of suggestion or maybe, uh, maybe a good story. I don't know. The power of storytelling. And pussy. All right, moving right along. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <sighs> All right, speaking of young kids, I, I, I want to play a little game with you guys. Now, this is just in my observations as the parent of two of a 14-year-old and 11-year-old. Now, here's the shit that they're saying nowadays. Now, back in my day, you know, that was rad. Dude, that's still, that's still alive and well. Uh, what else? Rad? I think Rad died. <laughs> I don't think anyone uses Rad anymore. Uh, I mean, all the Ninja Turtle shit. Like, you know, awesome! You know, I never said Cowabunga in a real way. But, you know, all that shit we grew up with in California. Anyway, so here's the shit that my kids are saying. Now, the game is, let's see if you know what it means, <laughs> all you listeners out there. Let's see how out of touch or in touch you really are. All right, so here's the first one. This one's pretty obvious. Bruh. Bruh. They all say that shit now. Bruh. Have you heard it? You know what it means? So, uh, <laughs> God, I feel like an old fuck with this segment. <laughs> so here's what bruh means, everybody, to catch you up. To, you know what the kids are saying. It's like, dude, come on. Like, really? Seriously? Bruh. For real? Bruh. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, every time she says my daughter, my daughter goes, bruh. I always go, bruh, bruh. Uh, all right, next one. Here we go. Bet. Bet. You got it? Bet. B-E-T. Bet. It means, like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> like, you know, dude, let's go eat some, let's go, eat, let's go to McDonald's. Bet. Like, they're in. That's good. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> So bet is, is a good thing in agreement. All right. So far, so good. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Next one. Similar. Bot. Now, this is an insult. All right. You're such a bot. Oh, my God. What a bot. You heard this one before? This is like video game term. If they're playing video games and you suck, <laughs> you're a bot. And a bot is like the computer character that you're playing in a game. Not a real player. So you can be on one team and the other team that you're playing against could be all bots. And it's supposed to be just like, you're just like this basic ass player. You're nothing special. <laughs> you're just an average fucking douche. It's pretty funny, dude. I actually like, I like that one. It's very insulting. Fucking bot. <laughs> all right, next one. No cap. No cap. That's like, you know, for real, no bullshit, telling the truth. It's like you're not lying. <laughs> oh, boy. This one's pretty obvious. Fit. That's right, fit. My daughter will come out, and she'll be like, bruh, rate the fit. Bruh, rate the fit. That's a sentence that my daughter tells me. 
And when she first said it, I'm like, what? I knew what she meant, but I wanted her to explain it. So, yeah, that means like, you know, how's my outfit look? <laughs> oh, God. Same uh, same lines. I'll, I'll give you a cheat. Drip. It's drippy. That's referring to your outfit. Your outfit is like, you know, oh, wow, it's, that's a nice outfit you're wearing. It's drippy. <laughs> God, I feel fucking old. Uh, all right, we're coming up to just just hang in there. We got two more. Next one, dog water. It means you're trash, <laughs> bro. You're dog water. It's mostly like they're when they're playing video games. It just means like you suck. You're a shitty player. You are not adequate at playing this video game. Last one. This is mostly video game stuff. This, this is what I hear my kids saying when they're talking on their fucking headsets. I'm goatified. Goatified. Like goat. Goatified. Goat is in reference to the greatest of all time. Everyone says that nowadays. Oh man, he's the goat. Right? Kobe was the goat. So goatified means that you've reached this level of greatness that you've now <laughs> you've advanced to being the goat. You're goatified. All right, are y'all caught up? That's what I've learned in my travels. And my travels mean I mean throughout my house when I hear my kids saying it to their friends and uh, and to me. <laughs> Fucking dumb. Uh. All right, well, I think it's about that time now to check in with our radio affiliate for a look at the weather. K G A Y K G A. And now for the K-Gay Weather Report, we take you live to meteorologist Dan Drizzles. Oh my god, these gusts are so strong. And that was your K-Gay Weather Report brought to you by Cinnabon. Warm, gooey, buns. K-G-A-Y, K-Gay. And now it's time for another edition of... Stallone stands alone. Sylvester Stallone is a fine American actor. Some would even argue the greatest actor to ever grace the screen. One might wonder, what if Sylvester Stallone was cast in a movie as opposed to the actor that was actually in the movie? Would it have been better? Today, we find out the answer to that very question when we place Sylvester Stallone in Predator, playing Carl Weathers' character of Dylan. And here it goes. You set us up! It's all bullshit, all of it. The cabinet minister, the whole business, get us in here to do your dirty work. Hey, yo, like, look, we just stopped a major invasion, you know? In three days, they would have been across the border with this stuff. Yo, why us? Hey, yo, like, because nobody else could have pulled it off. You're pissed about the cover story. Hey, like, I knew I couldn't get you in here without it. So what story did you hand to Hopper? Hey, yo, like, look, we've been looking for this place for months. My men were in that chopper when it got here. Hopper's orders were to go in and get my men, and he disappeared, you know? He didn't disappear. He was skinned alive. Hey, like my orders were to get somebody who could crack these bastards, you know? 
So you cooked up a story and dropped the six of us in the meat grinder. What happened to you, Dylan? You used to be someone I can trust. Hey, you're like, I woke up. Why don't you? You know? Well, I, for one, think it's abundantly clear that Stallone brought a much deeper depth and complexity to the character of Dylan. But alas, it was not meant to be. Thank you for joining us. It's been another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. <laughs> All right. Okay, I got one more little thing to share with you before I start closing it out. And uh, it's something... Something pretty spectacular, uh, and it also involves baseball. So if you don't like baseball, just skip ahead. If you do, then listen. Okay, so I came across this story recently, and I thought it was pretty fucking crazy. Who knows if it's true, but I'm going to say it is. So this happened in 1919. A guy named Ray Caldwell. If you're a big-time baseball guy, you probably already know this, but I never knew it because I'm not a big-time baseball guy. Huh. So... This dude, Caldwell, was something of a drinker. Mm-hmm. He's very talented, but it says here, the fondness of his, let's say, nightlife <laughs> never was able to put together a sustained bout of success. Nevertheless, uh, he played for the Yankees, and they ditched his ass, and then he played with the Red Sox. And uh, guess who they teamed him up with to be a little bunkmate? That's right, the great Bambino. Does that name ring a bell? If not, he's also the Sultan of Swat, the King of Crash, the Colossus of Clout, the Great Bambino, Babe Ruth. <clears throat> Had to give that one away. All right. So, and uh, the Babe himself was known to uh, to drink here and there once in a while. James, why are you talking like that? I don't know. So. Yeah, they were they were uh, they were drinking and having too much fun, and so well they're like, hey, we can't have this. This guy's a bad influence, so they ditched Caldwell. Like, you're out of here, buddy. And uh, you know, getting kicked off two teams in the span of nine months was not a good look. But the team, the Indians, were uh, were were chasing the White Sox, and they wanted a pitcher that could help out. You know, so they're like, all right, let's give this guy a fucking shot. But they gave him a little deal. They're like, look, dude, we know. You're a partier. So here's the deal. This is your this is your arrangement. Take it or leave it. After every game you pitch, go out and get shit-faced, okay? We don't give a shit. Get absolutely obliterated. And the next day, don't even come in, all right? But the day after that, you're going to show up. You're going to run a shitload of laps, you know, get this out of your system. And then you're going to begin the process to prepare for your next start. And then you're going to do it all over again. So how's that sound? He's like, well, well why not? Okay, fellas. So he jumps in. So he's playing with the team now, all right? So one night, he's in uh, uh, Cleveland. They're playing at their home field. And he's on the mound. He's been pitching. He's been killing it. He's pitched eight and two-thirds innings, only giving up one run and four hits. So he's on the mound, right? It's, a, it's the top of the ninth. There's two outs. So the next dude that's going up to bat, if he, if he gets him out, that's it. Game over. They win. They move on, right? So what happens next is the thing of legend. Apparently, suddenly, with, with, with no warning, 
a bolt of lightning comes down and fucking strikes the mound where he's standing and it knocks him to the ground unconscious. Now, some people said it hit a, a nearby iron railing by the press box and made its way down to the field. Another person, another fella said, uh, ah, I disagree. I saw it myself. It came straight down and hit the mound. And it even like knocked the catcher back and knocked his fucking mask off. This dude was unconscious for five minutes. Uh, and then after that, they snapped him out of it. Like, hey, uh, say, you all right there, fella? You look like you uh, you might be dead. <laughs> He's like, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. He fucking gets up, goes back to pitching, and gets the last guy out. Well, the guy has like a little fucking little base hit, and they throw him out at first. Game over. Guy gets hit by lightning. Unconscious for five minutes. Comes back to it. Finishes his job. That is fucking incredible. Incredible. So according to Caldwell himself, uh, the bolt entered him through the metal button atop of his cap. He said the experience felt like someone hit him on the head with a wooden bat. Wooden board, sorry. Uh, after the game, he claimed to have discovered a burn mark on his chest. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Oh, listen to this. This, is, this doesn't have anything to do with it, but... Uh, uh, the strike knocked off uh, catcher Steve O'Neill's mask and cap. The third base coach, Harry Davis, lost his hat. Umpire Billy Evans said he felt a tingle of electricity in his legs. And Ray Chapman, who would die after getting hit by a pitch a year later, reported numbness in his legs that nearly caused him to fall while running to Caldwell from shortstop. Fucking crazy. He got a hit and killed by a pitch. Boy, I tell you what, that is crazy shit. One last thing to add to this crazy old baseball stories. According to uh, other people, this is true. Speaking of Babe Ruth. Who's that, James? Oh, you mean the Sultan of Swat? The Colossus of Clout? The King of Crash? The Great Bambino? Oh, him? Yeah. Uh, according to people, this was something, this was one of his dinners, dude, like a, like a normal dinner. All right? Check this shit out. Two porterhouse steaks, a double order of heads of lettuce with Rockford dressing. I don't know what that is. A double order of cottage fried potatoes. Are those like big fat fries? I don't know. In uh, a double order of apple pie a la mode. Fucking savage. And here's his snack. Here's a snack. Four hot dogs and four bottles of Coca-Cola. <laughs> Uh, wow that is insane dude boy i'll say it again they sure don't make them like they used to all right that's enough let's start closing the show out with a little segment i like to call i fancy that it's beautiful it's wonderful it's i fancy that Fancy times, everybody. All right, I fancy that is a segment in which I get to be positive for a change. I get to talk about something that makes me happy, something nice, something pleasant, something joyous, something that I fancy. All right, here we go. Oh, mama. Today, today is, what the fuck day is it today? The 27th of May. Tomorrow is Friday. Tomorrow is my last day of work. And then I'm on vacation, everybody. Oh, 
Mamma mia. Oh, I'm so excited. Here's, here's what I fancy. I fancy looking forward to it. Like looking forward. Oh, here comes my vacation. Last day. Oh, it's right there. It's right there. It's right there. It's just right there. Say, James. Yeah? What are you going to do on your vacation? You planning to go down to TJ and get phallic objects shoved in your mouth again? Oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, you got me. Somebody will, James. Somebody will. Oh, God. All right. Oh, I hope not. Certainly hope not. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to say what I'm doing, but um, got some big plans. And I will be gone for two weeks. A fortnight, if you will. That's right, you youngsters. A fortnight is not a game. It means two weeks in the old-timey language. So I will be gone for two weeks. So do not expect the podcast again for at least three weeks. And I'll update you on all the fin- all the fun festivities or maybe <sighs> sob stories. Who knows? Such is life. Say la vie. All right. So uh, that's all. That's all it is, man. Just the anticipation of vacation. Wow. Look at me. I should be a rapper. I just rhyme those words together. Uh, that's called talent. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll give you a hint. Well, first, first of all, this weekend my son has a ma- a massive baseball tournament. It's Memorial Day. Memorial Day weekend. So, so yeah. Hey, is this a great idea? Why don't we steal your Memorial Day three-day weekend by having a baseball tournament one day at a time times three, three days? How's that sound? <laughs> Gee, thanks. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens there. But um, apparently, apparently. It's two games the first day, two games the second day, and then if they if they do well enough, then they'll play in the championship on on Monday. But is it wrong to say I hope they don't make it? I'll tell you what. Last weekend they had a tournament, and they won both games they played. They made it to the championship game, and the fucking coaches put some like fucking fifth string pitchers in to start. Like, what are you doing? And and the other, of course, it was batting practice for the other team, and they wound up getting seven runs in the first inning. Like that, where, now what? Genius. Now what's going to happen? How are we going to come back from that? Guess what? The answer is you don't. <laughs> oh God! After all that, we're there for t- we're, the whole day. We're we're out for twelve hours. Fucking shit show. Oh, I want it to be like. Do you guys want to play? You guys want to win? What do you, What do you want? What do you want? What's your goal here? You want everyone to be happy and everyone has a, has a play time? Or do you want to win a fucking gold ring? We settled for silver. James, second place is first loser, buddy. I know. Preacher in the choir. All right, so uh, that's how my vacation's starting. The son's having a baseball tournament. Fuck it, I'll just tell you. Uh, and then afterwards, a few days later, we're going to hop on a plane and fly back east to see my cousin Dominic. Who? That's right. He, was, he retired last year from the Coast Guard, and there was going to be a big thing. I already had all the tickets bought. We were going to go, and then COVID fucking happened. <laughs> you can't go nowhere. <laughs> so uh, I already had you know, the plane tickets already fucking paid for, so, so now we're going. We're going to go see him and his family, and this should be fun. And we have, we have other things planned, all right? Another, some adventures along the way, so I will keep you posted. Oh, I know you're dying to hear it. But you gotta wait, and uh, so yeah, my fancy. Uh, excuse me, my fancy is a uh, vacation anticipation, and just finally, like, dude, getting the fuck out, getting away. Uh, Post COVID, our first real trip. So there you go. All right, fancy times. I fancy. <gasps> All right.
And now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the fuck you moment. And here we go. Fuck you. All right. The fuck you moment is the opposite of fancy. Uh, you thought you thought I was going to end on a positive note, you stupid asshole. All right, I get to complain about something negative and uh, bitch and whine and moan and all that stuff. You know, you know the drill. All right, so here we go. Here's the fuck you. Oh boy, I uh, I went to a buddy's son. Well, actually, two buddies with two sons on the same baseball team, little league. I went to go watch their kids play and hang out with them for a bit. So I, and it was fun. But uh, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't get ahead of me. That's not the fuck you. Come on, fellas, take it easy. The fuck you goes into one. <laughs> That's pretty funny. At one point during the game, my buddy's kids are on the Angels, right? Little League Angels. So uh, there's a kid stealing to second base. And so the Angels catcher quickly fucking throws a line drive to second base. But nobody's there. None of the Angel kids are there. And the fucking ball drills the runner right in the back. Perfect throw. And it just hit him. Boom. And it was something crazy to see. Like, I've never seen that before. And we're like, oh, shit. And I go, that means he's out, right? And then my my buddy goes, that was a great throw. Like, that was a really great throw. And that was it. Nothing more than that. We kind of laughed a little bit and it was over. Some dude walks over to us, straight to us. And he goes, hey, guys, uh, you know, try not to make uh, to make light of a player getting hurt, okay? You know, we, we don't want to we don't want to condone that kind of message of, of, of you know, celebrating kids getting hurt. I'm like, what the fuck? My buddy right away goes, well, we didn't say what the fuck. I'm just thinking that. My buddy right away goes, uh, no, that wasn't us. But it's like, yeah, he fucking, he's walking right over to us. And there's no one, there's like a, like a small group to the, to the side of us, but no one else around. Like we're sitting kind of in the outfield on um, lawn chairs. And so I don't know if he like heard me saying, oh, is he, he's, he's out, right? Or the other guy going, like, that was a great throw, which it was. But yeah, now we're celebrating kids getting hurt. I just felt like I say, shut the fuck up, man. Pussy ass goddamn bullshit world we live in now. I mean, he made it seem like we got up and we're like, ah, that's what you get. Ah, suck it. You know, that <laughs> great throw. Woo. That wasn't like that at all. It was like a fucking just like, oh, he's he, he's out, right? I didn't even say it. I didn't even yell it. I just said it casually. And the other guy's like, that was a great throw. I don't even know who hurt us. I don't understand how it happened. I mean, most of the time I'm clueless about stuff anyway. So uh, I don't know if, if someone was standing right next to us and just fucking rat. I don't know. I don't know what happened. That's neither here nor there. But the, the fact that they had to like come over and tell us something like whatever happened to like letting the first thing slide anyway. <laughs> you got to come right over right away. Hey, uh, we don't like the, we don't like that, that behavior. It's like, Dick, relax. Nobody fucking said anything out of line. You know. And my natural reaction was uh, was to laugh and get excited because it was exciting and it was funny. So, uh, you know, I can't help myself. What are you going to do? Uh, all right. So to you, Mr. Boy Scout. Uh, fuck you. Fuck you. All right. You know what? I got one more thing to add. Um, uh, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this. And I don't, you know, I don't want to be that guy like, oh, don't hang out with that dude because whatever you say is going to wind up on his podcast. But... <laughs> But I found this story amusing, and I think you all would appreciate it too. So, so these two guys, both their kids made the all-star team. And uh, one of these guys was asked, asked to be a coach to help out with coaching. And 
he's like, uh, I think he's a little bit apprehensive, but yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. So when they have like this little parent fucking meeting, they're making their introductions and he says, uh, the other guy's telling this story. He's like, yeah, so this woman, she's the one that's, that's kind of leading the charge. She's the manager. And, and uh, she's like, yeah, a little bit about myself. Um, I have a softball background. I was uh, division one in college and some fancy pants college. I don't, like I said, my memory is fucking fragile. So I don't remember all this stuff, the details. Division one softball school. And um, I play this and that. And I did this and blah, 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 blah. Next guy steps up. Yeah, so I've been playing baseball my whole life. Uh, I played in this actual, this very league. If you go back there and look at the sign, my name's up there. Mm-hmm. Won some championships. But now my son plays here. So, okay. And then my buddy goes up. Yeah, I never played baseball. <laughs> but uh, I've coached my son a few years. And uh, I know my shit. And he walked away. <laughs> ah, mic drop moment. And uh, then, you know, his, later on, his wife is like, why did you say I know my shit? He's like, I said that? I didn't even notice I said shit. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you did. I can't believe you. And then someone came up to him later and like, hey, uh, you're so-and-so, huh? Yeah, I've heard about you. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I was like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. I love it. I love it. So good luck to the little all-stars, man. All-star angels. I'm rooting for them. Uh, there you go. So ending on a positive note. Look at me. I flipped the script yet again. Happy times. All right. I'm, uh, I'm heading out to vacation. Yeah. One day at work, James. You fuck. God damn it. Why do you got to remind me? I'm so close, man. So close. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So I'm in a good mood because I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow ending and then the rest of the, the next few weeks. So good vibes all around everybody. <laughs> So I'm going to play you a song in dedication to uh, maybe a story I shared in this podcast a little bit earlier. <laughs> and let's see if you can figure it out. And I'll leave you with the same fantastic advice that I always do. And it's simply stay dangerous, my friends. <laughs> Later.
used to driven snow. And now I'm having fun, baby. It's getting kind of low. I need some one-on-one, baby. Baby. Man, just let me get a freeze. Oh, oh, man. Do it, do it, do it. I must kill you. Yeah, man. 